right, welcome to Crown Council's Mentor of the Month. I'm Stuart Anderson. Joined today, if you're watching our video, Brandon, looking handsome today. Grateful to have you on. What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. It's, a, it's, a, it's awesome to, to be with you. So, so it's, it's Brandon Robinson from, uh, do we just say West Jordan, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah? What's the best? Uh, yeah, I'm a, yeah, South Jordan is kind of what I call home, but that's where right. I grew up and I'm, I live there now, but my office is in West Jordan, Utah, so. Very cool. We were just together. Uh, obviously, the annual event was here in Salt Lake City, which was really fun. Easy for us both to attend to be downtown at the Grand America. Yeah. And Brandon was honored with an uh, Outstanding Individual Achievement Award, which was fun to present on stage. Um, we can talk about that in a minute, but I think you were pretty surprised. No? <laughs> Absolutely. I was completely <laughs> surprised. Well, and the, the funny thing uh, was, is that I was working to become a qualified member for the first year, and I, anyway, I didn't know if I was going to quite make it with just all that was going on, and so I was going to surprise my team with that information, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, lo and behold, they uh, they surprised me with something I did not even ex expect at all, so. That was really fun, especially that hug you gave Dr. Gar. Oh, uh, sitting up there watching you guys come together was a really cool part of that awards program. So thanks for letting us honor you and oh, kind of share you. your story. Yeah. So let's dig into your story a little bit. Um, I've got a brief, this very professional introduction that I'll give a little background on Brandon, and then we'll ask a few questions. Okay. Native of Salt Lake, uh, studied medical biology at the University of Utah and earned a doctorate of medical dentistry at Case Western Reserve. This is the longest name of a school I've ever read. I'm so, <laughs> it is. It is crazy long. Yeah, Case long. Western Reserve University School of Dental Medicine, obviously Cleveland, Ohio, in 2005. As a student, he was introduced to a small organization that offered mentoring to dental students through humanitarian efforts in the Dominican Republic. Very cool. Those particular missions laid a tremendous foundation for both professional and personal growth throughout his career. In 2005, he began a bilingual startup practice on the campus of the Jordan Valley Medical Center in West Jordan, Utah, where he's practiced for 17 years. His office team continues to be one of the greatest contributing factors to complete his mission, helping patients become healthier through the practice of oral healthcare. Although professional achievements have been continue, his continued focus over the years, the relationship with his four children, son-in-law, team members, friends, patients, and professional associates are considered his most valued gift. And we can see your family right over your shoulder. There they yeah. are. Yeah, my kids. Yeah, that's a little old picture, but love them. They're, they're awesome. They're fun. Very cool. Hey, so uh, I, I was first really introduced to you when you came home from the humanitarian trip just recently. You just attended one of the Crown Council's humanitarian trips, and I believe you were with Joey. Is that right? Um, yeah, well, uh, at, in Guatemala. Yeah, in Guatemala. Yeah, that's uh, that was in October. That was that was awesome. That was a great a great trip. So, very cool. Yeah, they came home telling stories of your group, uh, and I was that that's where I was. I really introduced to you. I saw started seeing your pictures and um, talking about who you are. But maybe uh, what did I miss? What? How did you get into dentistry? Um, how did your journey to become a dentist start? Yeah, kind of kind of interesting. So my my father, he, he is actually a, a machine shop owner and a machinist by trade. And his grand his dad was also a, a machinist. And both of them were very creative in they could take raw materials and make something. And they were very inventive. And um, my dad and grandfather weren't 
real formally educated. They, they did trade school. And I was always amazed at how their mind would work. Almost they were engineers and, and fabricators without the title or out the degree, but they were just amazing in that. So that always kind of was in, in embedded in me. And I loved creation. I loved even something that was broken and fixing it. That was, that was satisfactory to me. And then when I was in high school, um, I skipped school one day and uh, I went up to Alta Ski Resort and I had an accident. I crashed and <laughs> I hit my front tooth. And um, anyway, I ended up needing a root canal. And uh, so anyway, my mom took me up, I got a root canal and I was super intrigued how they perform this root canal. So I remember I got in, in, in my bathroom and I was about 17 at the time. And I, I looked on the, on the backside of my tooth and I saw that there was a temporary and I actually dug it out <laughs> and, uh, and I thought it was super interesting. So that kind of started me thinking like, that's kind of cool how that was able to be fixed and, and, and remedied. And then um, through a series of other uh, interactions with some medical professionals and I just shared with them hey, I love working with my hands and I love helping people. And they said, you should really look into dentistry. Hmm. And I ended up observing a, a dentist in Salt Lake um, as for observation. And it was good. And I was kind of just in the background. And by, by luck, I guess you could call this luck, the, one of the assistants got pink eye. And um, I just said, hey, you know, I don't know much, but I'm happy to, to help and assist and chair side assist. And it was a really great experience because I sat down and in this moment, I saw this is what I'm supposed to do. Hmm. And so it was, it was a really cool thing for me because I knew that journey was going to be challenging for me, um, just all the education and the studying and, and, the, and the dedication to that. But I guess I always look back at that and I said, you know what, I felt that that's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to put my nose down and grind through it. So that's that's kind of my little short story of, of how I ended up in dentistry. So very, very cool. Um, and fun to be able to look back and, and pinpoint a, a minute, a moment when you can say, yeah. this kind of, this kind of my thing, I'm, I'm called here to do this. Yeah, That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, over the years, 17 years of, of business, what have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned just running your practice, uh, whether that's your own personal life, how you treat people, what a successful business looks like. I mean, you can take this question any way you want. I mean, what are some things when you look back at your business and your time as a professional that you, you've really learned that other doctors could learn from? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, like you had mentioned before, I did a, a startup and I remember the first day we had eight patients and I think six of them were my family. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is an adventure. And um, I, you know, of course I had concerns and worries and how this was going to work. And um, I think, I think one thing I was very fortunate about is um, I, I tried to surround myself with good people. Hmm. And, um, and I think that was a good thing because genuine, honest people, and, and they were there to help and support me. I think that was one thing that I learned early on is that foundation of, of that was, was helpful to overcome the challenges that were going to be set before me. So yeah, the early, the early days were, were rough, um, but uh, we did a lot of odd things, uh, working late hours and in different 
schedules for for us to be able to build our practice and doing health fairs and and um, local community um, town days. We did like parades and um, one of my I had a Jeep Wrangler at the time and my daughter had a little mini Jeep. Mm-hmm. And so we did a parade. <laughs> so she was in the parade in her Jeep and I was in in the parade with my Jeep. And, and that's, that's kind of what we did. But um, yeah, it's building a practice. I think the other thing is, is um, I think it's I know this is, sounds cliche, but it is about the people. Um, it's about um, my team and it's about uh, about the people I treat. I think that's probably the biggest factor in, in building a practice is just um, it's not necessarily about the treatment of the dentistry. It's about people come in here and we just had this happen the other day. People go through some really difficult things and the patients expressed you know, some really personal circumstances and we felt honored that they felt open enough to, to share that with us. And at the end of the day, you know, we did some dentistry, but, you know, at least we were helped to, to be there and, and listen to their burdens and hopefully, uh, you know, walk a little bit with them as I've had the, you know, the same thing happen for me. So very cool. Could you, could you share, um, just so everybody understands what, what is your practice? Maybe just give a little background of what your practice is like. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm a solo practitioner. Um, I'm on a hospital campus here in West Jordan. Um, it's, uh, I have four chairs, so I have two full-time hygienists and then I work out of two chairs. We have about nine staff members that, you know, the hygienists kind of rotate through. Uh, we have a bilingual office as well. Um, that was one thing that we, we, uh, that we kind of launched with. Um, uh, we were fortunate enough or fortunate enough to have myself and a couple other team members that speak Spanish. Um, so we, we kind of have a mix of, 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 uh, languages, which is challenging because, uh, you're switching back and forth between two languages and, um, but it's been a great, a great population. Um, and, uh, I'm honored to, to be a part of that service to them and, and it's been fun. So, um, we just, we work tech, you know, pretty much four days a week, um, we maybe one Friday a month, um, to, um, maybe concentrate on some more complex cases, which has been great. And those have been really fun. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably in a nutshell, our, okay. our little practice. So. Very good. And um, if, if I were to say this wasn't on the official questionnaire, but if sure. I was going to, if I was going to in Salt Lake in the Utah area, there, there are a lot of uh, dentists to yeah. the people. I mean, it's, we always talk about uh, how this area is kind of saturated with, with dental professionals, what do you guys work on to stand out in the community? How do you kind of set yourselves apart from everybody else? Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a great thing. And, you know, even in the annual meeting, we talked about, you know, having those soundtracks in your head. Right. And I think here in Utah, that can definitely happen. Right. You can say, right. oh, it's, it's ultra competitive. And I think that can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, I think what we've really tried to focus on is taking care of people taking care of the patient, um, is probably the biggest thing. Um, we, we, we're not perfect. Um, sometimes treatments don't always work out, um, the best that you hope. And, um, we've really tried hard to figure out solutions and make it a better outcome as much as possible. So we, uh, we really want to try to maintain that patient. We, we also, one of the other things that we try to do is there are models where, and, and, and I'm not to be critical, there are other models where you maybe see a patient shorter amount of time, like in a hygiene appointment, 
we really try hard to protect a longer time with the patient to establish a relationship mm -hmm. with them. We want the time and we feel passionate that our time is probably the most valuable thing or the, or the best thing that we can offer our patients. Um, keeping in mind that it is a business, but uh, we just really tried to protect that model of, you know, how can we care for people and, and do those things. I like that. Great, great advice. Very good. This is uh, kind of switching gears just a little bit. You're, you're talking to an audience of, you know, a thousand different Crown Council doctors who are constantly trying to balance business, home, patients. Um, what do you do personally to take care of yourself? Steve calls this taking care of the golden goose. Um, any, any advice there that what you do to take care of yourself as a dentist? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great question. I thought a lot about that. You know, I think for me, especially me, um, is, uh, exercise. Exercise is super important. Um, and, in and a lot of reasons, I think it for mental capacity, you got to get out of the, out of the day-to-day -day throws and, and, and open up your mind a little bit in, in a different way. Um, I also, I, going back to my roots and my dad, right. I, I love to work on things with my hands hmm. where I have, um, the satisfaction of maybe controlling, um, exterior factors. And I can, you know, I'm saying I, things, things don't get in the way of what I'm trying to create. Um, I think that's been really great. One of the things that I, I did in uh, Christmas time, I'd never done this before, but I made a uh, barn door for my daughter for Christmas nice. and uh, it was super fun. I, you know, I got to, to talk with my 80 year old dad and his machining background and, and that kept a lot open. Um, I think one thing is take time off. Um, it's okay. I think sometimes we get caught up in, we gotta, we gotta make it all happen every day. We gotta put our nose to the grind, but I think taking time off, um, and going on vacation, um, with your family, um, and with your team, we've, uh, we've had some awesome fun team excursions. Um, some of my favorite, uh, a lot of boating up at, uh, uh, Flaming Gorge and Lake Powell. And, um, you know, and I think the other part is, is we get to see we get to, we all, all of us get to relax a little bit and just uh, break that mindset that maybe is a little, little heavy on us. Dang. I want to be on a team where <laughs> boss takes me boating. Awesome. Hey, Hey, yeah. If, if you can, <laughs> Hey, if you can drive the boat and Hey, you're, you're there. That is good. That's no, actually the truck into the ramp. That's the part where <laughs> you can't ask me to do that. <laughs> so, uh, as we mentioned, you recently went to, um, on a humanitarian trip with crown council can you explain or talk about that experience for people who've maybe never been, um, share why you went, what you saw, felt, what you brought back from that experience? Yeah. Um, so, you know, those trips are, they are incredible. They're incredible for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, I, you know, you mentioned in the, in the, uh, little introductory thing that when I was a student, I got to go a few times. And, um, you know, it, it just, I just love it. You know, it got ingrained in me early on. There's a few things that one of them is you are with people that share the same thoughts and processes that you do, right? You, you, you're there to help. And it is amazing to see all these different backgrounds come together and this one purpose and we're there in a community, you know, on this particular trip in Guatemala. So I've been going for since 2003 and been on a number of trips 
But one thing I didn't really expect on this one is the people that are received us with a reception. Mm -hmm. And man, I, I think all of us were teary eyed and choked up. But what I think was really beautiful about that is we're just people. We weren't Americans. They weren't Guatemalans. We were just there to help one another. And even though we had a skill set and were there for a purpose to provide help and aid to someone, they they gave way more to us and to myself than I could ever give. Um, <laughs> um, I apologize for this. I didn't expect this. I, I apologize, Stuart, but uh, um, it was my birthday um, on that trip. And uh, of course, the Crown Council and what they do, they, they celebrated that, right? They celebrated <laughs> that whole thing, um, which was special. But what was really cool is we had some dental students from Guatemala there. And they are in a circumstance where their dental school closed unexpectedly. And so they're kind of in this lost um, situation. But each one of those dental students, they came and gave me a hug on my birthday. And it was the most sincere hug that I'd ever had. Well, I shouldn't say I ever had, but it was a very sincere um, hug. And they just wished me well. And um, they just said, happy birthday today. And so apart from what we did and what we accomplished as far as um, clinically, there was just some really life-changing experiences. My team, um, a couple of girls that went with me, some hygienists, uh, uh, it was their first time. That was tremendously exciting to see them connect in a way with people around, you know, in other parts of the world and do something that they've always wanted to do. That was inc incredible. Um, and then the, the people that were there in Guatemala, um, as far as the support team from Choice Humanitarian, oh my gosh. I mean, Olher and Hortensia, I mean, talk about just golden people. It was I don't know. I could go on and on. I'm sorry, Stuart. I could go on and on about that trip, but, uh, but, you know, an experience that I'll never forget. And just it, it, I came back and I felt, you know, recharged and, and, and ready to, to face other challenges. So nice. Yeah. You're not alone. Um, I, and it's probably still so fresh, you know, since you went, so it's, it's good. It's, uh, I haven't been since, so I'll leave next week. We're going to the Dominican, awesome. but I, I haven't been since uh, pandemic. So 2019, November was the last time I went. So I'm excited to go back and wow, man, it feels like forever since I've been. So yeah, I'm excited. Very good. Hey, so at the annual event, we chatted about, uh, this outstanding individual achievement award, your, your team, I'm going to read one line that I really loved. So in the nomination that they sent to us, it was said, um, Dr. Robinson, he is a gatherer, the one who brings everyone together to see how collectively just the right support can be achieved. Can you talk about that idea that um, your team sees you as a gatherer? What does that mean? Is that something you try to do or is that a thing that uh, is just natural for you? Well, um, you know, I guess when I heard that, you know, that stuck out to me too, right? That somebody that would, would observe that from me. And I guess I'll share a quick experience. My my brother, he's five years older than me, and we uh, we spent a lot of time together. We shared a room together, and um, he he taught me something really important. He just taught me always be kind and involve everyone you meet. And I don't know why that stuck with me. Um, it stuck with me, you know, since I was probably a young teenager. Um, but I guess I've always loved to have people involved in whatever cause um, that I'm a part of. And, um, I get a thrill of seeing 
a team work together. And, and that stems probably from experiences when I was young, uh, my dad being a, my football coach in Little League and, and how he did that. He, he did that really well. Um, and he would like to draw out talents from people that probably had no idea that they had them in themselves. He was really good at observing that person's really good at that. This person's mm. really good at that. Um, and so I don't know, I guess I haven't really, maybe that just kind of came from those experiences, but that's been one of the greatest thrills that I've ever seen in, in practice is seeing this, um, development of individuals that don't realize what they can do and and through team effort and opportunities they're able to grow and and come together as a team that's awesome so i i guess uh i guess that's kind of how i would describe those those situations so nice very good yeah it's uh i i've always talked with steve and and with greg our our crown council team that you know during the pandemic uh, whatever people were kind of forced to be apart but I think that at that time I learned, or we at least saw inside the crown council, there is a real um, urge or need for humans to gather together, to be together. And whether that's a God given or some sort of innate born nature of human beings um, to gather and to have a leader or someone gather us and bring us together. Uh, I think that's something that we, we long for. People love to be together. That's why like planning the annual event and being together with everyone. Um, it's the best. It's so fun to gather. And it's a lot of work. And sometimes we're like, oh man, is this worth it? But it always ends up being worth it when we gather together. So very well, cool. and if I can just say, so um, I am really grateful for what you guys do. So thank you for that experience. The Crown Council event, you know, the ones I've been to and my team experienced it for the first time. It was truly awesome. So thank you for you for, for for doing that. As we say, happy to do it, Brandon. Happy to do it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, so um, as we wrap up, Steve and I always ask this this kind of last question that if you were to meet with or um, time machine travel and you met young Brandon, what ad- what advice are you sharing um, that you've learned now? What what kind of things are you sharing that you wish you would have known back when you started or you're sharing with a young dentist? Yeah, um, I was thinking about that, you know, a few things. I, and, and I touched a little bit on that is surround yourself with good people right away. Um, and that takes some time, you know, to fi- figure out uh, who those are. Um, I wished I would have known about the Crown Council back then, for sure. Um, I, my friend, Ben Gar, Dr. Gar, he, uh, he had been mentioning it to me for years and I was, uh, working with, uh, another similar organization, um, that's not around anymore, but, um, the crown council has provided a lot of wonderful, um, resources and, and things that I love, but also the feel of the people in the crown council, um, are just that, that same model, good people surround yourself by good people. Um, the other thing I'd probably tell a young dentist um, is uh, having a coach. Um, I've been really fortunate to have an awesome coach uh, for a little over a year. And I wish I would have done that a little more early on. Um, those are things. Um, the other thing I'd probably tell them is don't get discouraged. Just you, you're capable and, and able to do whatever you put your mind to. Um, with some effort and to grow and, and to do those things. So that's probably 
a few things that I would tell a young dentist is, yeah, I just keep trucking. You know, you'll make it, you'll have ups and downs, but just keep trucking. Nice. Great advice. Very cool. Brandon, you're the man. Grateful, uh, grateful for your time. This, oh, thank uh, you so much. I'm sure this is going to be one of many as we move forward. It's fun to connect with the Crown Council community and kind of get to know each other better. And there's so many great stories out there to share. So grateful that you share yours. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it so much, Stuart. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset, the people, those people who work in your practice. As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.